Many podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to be different and try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. This is Podcasting Experiments, and this is where we focus on different things that we can try with our podcast to make them different and hopefully better. You can check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. My name is Joshua Rivers from Podcast Guy Media, where I help people start and produce their podcast. This is the second episode of season six, where we are looking at local podcasting by talking to people that are doing a local podcast. Whether it's their town, their city, county, or state, these podcasters bring the focus of their podcast topic to their local region. Chris Holifield is the host and producer of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. Self-taught in the podcasting world, he believes everyone should have an opportunity to share their own story. Even though he was born and raised in California, he will always call Utah home. In this episode, Chris shares some great tips for people who want to start a local podcast and, most importantly, how to grow it. One notable advice he gives is to spend money on hiring a coach. Why? Keep listening. But Chris starts by telling me how he first got started with podcasting. So when I started podcasting, I thought that that was how you podcast. I thought people had to record with people in the same room that they were in. I know this is going to sound really crazy, but I was only familiar with podcasts like Mark Marin, WTF and the Nerdist and podcasts like that, that did all of their recording in person. And so I was like, well, I live in Salt Lake City. We don't have comedians and movie stars here. So who should I chat with? People in my city, right? Like people that are doing cool things, making cool things, kind of telling a different story of Salt Lake. So to me, that was the logical sense of doing a podcast. I know that's kind of probably a really crazy response, but (laughs) I just, I didn't realize people did podcasts this way. Well, first of all, when was that? How far back was that? When I first kind of discovered podcasting, that was back in like 2010, 2011. I didn't know a whole lot about it. I did a little Googling. I did a little research. And then eventually I launched the very first episode in August 21st of 2012. So we just barely celebrated our seven-year anniversary. Well, congratulations. That, that was actually about six months before I got started. So that's, that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been an interesting journey. I know that my answer of like why I started it is so weird, but I mean, obviously I've progressed and learned a lot more about podcasting and realized, Hey, you can do podcasts through Skype and through the internet. I really think that's interesting because I had kind of the opposite. Well, I, actually, I guess my first one was kind of a podcast. It was a radio show turned podcast. And that was the Dave Ramsey show. Uh-huh. That that was my first one. And then from there was Entree Leadership, which I guess was kind of an in-person one. Um, At least sometimes they would bring the person in studio. But most of the ones that I can remember listening to, most of them were done, I assume, through Skype or or whatever. Back then it would have been through Skype because there wasn't a whole lot of the other services that we have today. But that is interesting. And so... (laughs) And I might have been listening to podcasts that they did over Skype too, but I thought they were in person. I didn't realize that they were probably doing it that way. I just thought that's how you did a podcast was in person, right? You sit down and you look at them or maybe you you have a co-host show and you just sit in the same room and talk. Yeah. I, I think it's a really cool way of being able to do it though. Yeah. 
So you've been podcasting for, you said, seven years now. So if you were to go back and knowing what you know now, and you were to start over again, how would you do it differently? I would probably have bought the equipment that I needed right when I started. When I started I Am Salt Lake, I thought, well, I could just record right on my iPhone, right? Because why not use the tools I have? Well, this was back in 2012 with an iPhone 4 for starters. So, I mean, that kind of shows you (laughs) how old of an iPhone it was, you know, not a fast whatever. And so I thought I could record that way. It doesn't matter. You know, quality doesn't matter. It's content. Well, I quality does matter in my opinion. So that's probably what I would have done. I probably would have spent a little bit of money kind of hiring a coach, hiring somebody to kind of help me with what equipment I needed. Cause I spent a lot of money buying the wrong equipment, buying all that. So, I mean, if I was to go back, it would be like, what equipment do I need? Tell me what I need to get. Yeah, that's a big one. And so a lot of people get stuck with that. So kind of taking a different view on that same question is what would be the best advice that you would give to someone that's starting a local podcast now? Um, Probably the best advice that I would tell somebody is to get active in your local community and like get really active. Don't just read about it in your newspaper, like go to the art shows, go to the, you know, the craft fairs, go to the farmer's markets, go to the local music Uh, concerts at the bars, get to know the people in your community, like get really involved in it because those are going to be your biggest fans. Those are going to be your listeners. And I've always been really active in the local community with the different, you know, do it yourselfers and, and people making, you know, handmade clothing and arts and crafts, but I didn't really get out as much as I should have in the beginning. I didn't go to like every night I'm talking like get involved in your city. You got to really get involved. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And I could see the value in that. My wife and I have kind of gotten to the idea, what was it like two years ago that we wanted to move into a more rural area out toward the country because we liked the idea of being able to be part of a smaller community, a small town and things like that for those type of reasons. So we've been here for a little over a year now, and we haven't gotten really involved yet just because we've been busy, but we have started meeting people and starting to make some connections. And there is, I mean, even outside of podcasting, it's just a really cool thing to be able to do, to be able to make connections with the people you're around. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about Salt Lake City is it's kind of got a small town feel to it versus... Like I grew up in a town called Ventura, which is right outside of Los Angeles in California. So I've lived in bigger cities and I've seen how much you can kind of drown in a big city, but there's something about Salt Lake City that's really special. And it kind of has this small town feel, but yet it's got a big city feel at the same time. That's interesting. I need to come there sometime. So I don't think I've ever been through St. Liddy. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful place to live. I don't think I, unless some job took me out of here or something like that, I don't see myself ever leaving. Nice. Now you've talked a little bit about some of the equipment. And so what would your recommendation be for equipment for local podcasting? And so there was a little bit that you alluded to, but if we can get like maybe a couple specific ideas. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely recommend the Zoom H6. You know, it's a popular one amongst really all podcasters, but as a local podcaster, I think that's a necessity. Even probably before like the Zoom H4, I, I just think go spend the extra, you know, 100, 150 bucks on the H6 that you can kind of fine tune it a little bit better, I feel like with the dials. I still just use the ATR 2100 microphones. And then I would also recommend like a boom mic versus like a tabletop mic. That way they can kind of be set up anywhere. Because in my opinion, the perfect setup for a local podcaster would be portable because that way you can kind of go anywhere and everywhere, you know, whether you want to meet them at a coffee shop or at their office or at a park bench at a park in the middle of the city. So with a boom mic stand, I think that's what they're called, like the ones that like musicians use for like their microphones. And that way you're not getting any of the vibrations from tables and you can set it anywhere. You're not dependent if it can clip somewhere. So, I mean, basically that that's what I would do. The Zoom H6, an ATR 2100 mic, and then a boom mic stand, and then maybe a pop filter of some sort. And uh, that's probably what I would do. Okay. Or, or recommend. I like it. So. What has been your biggest struggle when it comes to local podcasting? You know, I was um, I was thinking about this question, like if you were to ask it, and I was like, what would be a, a struggle that I've had to deal with? And I think the biggest struggle that I've had to deal with is having to deal with people more face-to-face versus email, right? Like I get confronted by a lot of people in Salt Lake City that will get really irate with me and almost screaming in my face, threatening to punch me because I won't bring them on the podcast. Right. And I know that this sounds crazy. And so this has been a really big struggle. And for almost two years there, I actually really isolated myself in my own home because I didn't want to go out into the public because I was harassed all the time. So I quickly figured out that I needed to make a link for people to submit to come on the show. I said, Hey, you know, fill this out. If you want to be a guest on the show, you got to fill this out. And then my team will look it over a local podcaster. It's so easy to almost, uh, I mean, this is going to probably sound like a narcissist, but you, you become famous really quickly and people start to recognize your voice. People start to recognize you and I've been confronted in grocery stores. I've been confronted in restaurants on dates. We would set booths up at our farmer's market and and people, it's nuts, man. So I think that's probably been the biggest struggle that I've had to deal with is how to be have this cool presence, right? Like this, like I'm a calm, collective guy, but yet not be irritated being contacted every five feet I walk outside and not to made to feel like I'm a jerk because I can't bring everybody on the podcast. Hmm. That's interesting. That's definitely not what I was expecting. And so I can appreciate that though. (laughs) I know it's hard doing a locally based podcast. Yeah. And so I've thought about it and I am kind of on the verge of releasing something that is more topically based with a local angle. I guess you could say it's a Oklahoma homeschool podcast. Okay. I'm definitely very interested in in all of these things personally as well, in addition to being able to share this on the podcast. It sounds like you homeschool, right? Yes. 
I was homeschooled my entire life. I never went to public school. So if you ever want somebody to talk to about homeschooling, I know that's a whole different topic, right? We're not talking, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so that, that's an interesting, yeah. So if you're ever looking to talk to somebody about homeschooling, hit me up. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll, uh, I'll have to put your, put your name down on resources for that. All right. And so another thing that I'm really interested in is being able to grow a local podcast. In other words, being able to get a bigger audience. I've been a part of a lot of them that are more topically based as opposed to locally based. And so in my mind, it seems like it's a different way of being able to try to grow your podcast. So do you have any tips or ideas on how to be able to do that? A few things that we've tried. I mean, we've done everything from billboards to ads on the local radio station to setting up booths at our local farmer's market, flea markets, uh, different events in the city, passing out stickers. Because one thing people need to realize, like with a local podcast, every time you walk out your front door, that's your audience, right? Like the people in your city are your audience. So you have to figure out how can I get in front of them whenever possible. So get a big sticker for the back of your car, right? Like with your website, directing people to your website, get involved in your community, set up tables with literature, t-shirts, right? Maybe you're going to sell some t-shirts for your city and then you could sell the t-shirts as you're talking about your podcast. Try to get on local radio, try to get on other podcasts in your city. But every time you leave that front door of your house, you got any opportunity you have to talk about your podcast. It sounds like it's almost like a lifestyle that you're living with the local podcast as opposed to just a hobby you do on the side. Oh, it's absolutely a lifestyle. You have to become your podcast. I mean, that's how it is for me, at least. I don't know how it is for people that do other podcasts in their city, but you represent yourself. It's, it's, you live, you breathe it. Nice. I like it. And so another question I had is, do you ever script your episodes? Uh, do script as far as like intros and outros will be scripted, but we'll ad lib them to a degree. Like when, especially like when we have to do ad reads and stuff like that, they're kind of scripted. But as far as the conversations uh, that we do with the people we bring on aren't scripted. Okay. Next, that, that leads me to another question I didn't even think about is, so ad reads, how do you incorporate ads with a local angle? Then when it comes to podcasting, you get local advertisers. I sell my own advertisers. I sell my own sponsor spots with people right here in Salt Lake city. So yeah, I don't know. Is that kind of what you're wondering or? Yeah. Cause a lot of times when I hear ads, it's more for a, or like top topically based or again, kind of like widespread audience, or I guess it could just be for a niche topic. Um, and so I was just curious about how well it worked on a local level it it, well, it works really well actually i have to deny a lot of advertisers because i mean obviously you you don't want to fill your podcast up with a million advertisements right like sponsors so that's been the biggest struggle for me because well okay here's back to your struggle question so this would have been another struggle thing is how do you make more money with your podcast without putting a hundred ads on your podcast 
because I could sell advertisements all day long to local people here in Salt Lake City, right? Like I could, I got people knocking down my door left and right wanting to advertise on, on I Am Salt Lake, but you can only put so many ads on a podcast and you can only charge so much because what happens is these are all mom and pop businesses that don't have huge advertising budgets. Mm-hmm. So the moment I start trying to raise my rates, I get people dropping off and I get people, I try, I'm still playing around a little bit with, with rates, but I send a lot of cold emails, right? Like I email a lot of people, but then I get at this point of the game, I get a lot of people just reaching out to me or people that I bring on the podcast. They'll ask me about advertising on the podcast. Okay. After, you know, obviously after they've been on the podcast or another beautiful thing is trade, man. I, well, I don't do trade anymore. But like in the beginning, trade is is awesome. If if there's products that you use locally, like I used to use a lot of beard oil from this one local company. And so we did a trade and it was it was wonderful because I was like, well, I don't have to buy the beard oil anymore. You just got to get out and, and sell your own sponsorships, put your own media kit together and, and get out and hustle. Nice. I like that. I like that. Now, is there anything else that we haven't talked about? And so because... <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kind of sticking my toe in the water right now. And so is there anything that maybe I, I should have asked that, that I didn't, that you think we should mention? I think, I don't know if you got any of our conversation in the beginning when we were connecting via, like through, through Skype, the way we're chatting is I think that's an interesting beast because there's something really crazy about being able to sit and chat in the same room with people and being able to look in their eyes. And I mean, I've had people cry on the podcast. I've had people really open up and I think you get a different connection, right? Like I think you get a really different connection when you do a local podcast, at least the way I do it by doing all my interviews in person. And so I don't know. I don't know if if other people would find that interesting or not. I think that's why I fell in love with podcasting. No offense to this conversation or anything, but I think if I podcasted this way, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it because I need that human interaction that doing interviews in person does. I I like that perspective. I'm actually kind of the opposite (laughs) with my personality. Okay. I'm more introverted. And so the computer kind of gives me a little bit of that space to where it makes it a little bit more comfortable for me. Maybe not always, but I'm not like a hermit that I need to stay in my house all the time or whatever and shun people. But <laughs> I definitely do feel a lot more aware when I'm around people for extended periods of time. And so being able to do it from my computer helps me in that area. No, and I and I get it. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just that's what works for me, mm-hmm. right? Like I I need that human. I mean, because that's that's one of the things too. Like a, a year into doing I am Salt Lake, I went through a divorce, right? And so to me, it was a great outlet to connect with new people in in Salt Lake and meet new friends and meet new people. And so I needed that face to face human interaction. Yeah. Well, I like that. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast today and sharing all of these uh, different things. And hopefully hearing your story will help inspire somebody to get started with their own podcast. I hope so. I hope so. Cause doing a local podcast is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I recommend everybody to do it. 
Well, very good. Now, if people want to get a hold of you and check out what you're doing, what would be the best way for them to do that? Just head on over to imsaltlake.com. All the information is right there. You can listen to all the podcasts, all the contact information, all right there on the website. All right. Excellent. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcasting Experiments. If you found this episode helpful, share it with someone you think would also benefit. Together, let's help raise the bar for podcasting. Check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. Do you want to take your podcast to the next level, but just don't have the time to make it happen? Is your time stretched to the max, struggling just to get your next podcast episode out? Do you need help just getting started? Podcast Guy Media can offer the solution to both recover your time and improve your podcast. Go to podcastguymedia.com and find out how.